0: you mm-hmm. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Anika, the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today we're talking about five keys to help you achieve your movement goals, okay? So we're a little over halfway into January, halfway into the new year, and I know you guys have set some goals for yourself, whether that's more exercising, whether that's more mobility work, maybe that's taking more walks, whatever that movement goal is for you. You're starting to notice that you're slowing down a little bit. Now, that's not because you're not still excited about that goal, but because maybe you're starting to notice some of those aches and pains that are coming up, some soreness or just crazy tightness that you're experiencing. The keys that I'm going to give you today are really going to be helpful to really help you keep pushing towards those movement goals to make sure that you hit them and that whatever you're feeling in your body isn't slowing you down. All right, let's get started. Now, these five things are in no specific order. All right, first thing up. Is hot and or cold therapy, all right? So in the office, it really depends on the situation, but most, majority of the time, I'm telling patients that I want them to use heat. It opens up our blood vessels. It gets more blood flow to that area. and That's exactly what we want on areas that's tight. Now, you are I, what I'm starting to see a lot more around Instagram are people doing more cryotherapy chambers and cold plungers, and that's great too. What we're getting to is literally the same thing. So it just depends on your preference. What happens when we're using that extreme cold is while we're in things like that crowd chamber or that cold plunge, all, most of our blood rushes to our organs. So think everything that's in our trunk our heart, our intestines, lungs, those kind of things. So all of our blood rushes there to keep those things warm. They're essential, they're a necessity. Now once you step out of that cold, that's when you notice that most of your blood starts to circulate back into your limbs. You feel the most flexible, the most limber. That's because we kind of have like the cycle of blood circulation happening. So either way, we're getting some blood flow and that is the main goal. So whether you're a person that prefers heat by using some moist heat or maybe hopping in that sauna, um, or you're a person who likes the cold and wants to use, you know, the cryotherapy, do your own cold plunging. Um, let me know. I have recommendations for both. All right. So whatever works for you, make sure that you add that into there. Cause I know that you've been having some soreness, some crazy tightness, depending on how you upped your movement regimen. Second thing is stretching. And I'm going to take that a step further and say stretching specifically for you. Now, You jumped into the new year. You're ready to go. You're like, hey, I'm going to join this gym and we're going to do this challenge and we're going to do X amount of workouts a week. Perfect. Perfect. Now, what is important to notice about the gym that you're doing, the workouts is is how is their stretching routine? For some, they expect you to be stretched and ready to go at the start of class. All right. And for others, maybe you get a stretch, but maybe it's like a five minute stretch at the end. The fact that there's even a stretch in the class, I think is amazing. So either way, we're doing great. But if you notice that at the start time of the class, you jump into your exercise, then you have to be aware of that and you have to make more time by coming five minutes early, 10 minutes early, and make sure that you are doing that stretching specifically for your body and what it needs to prepare you for what you want to do that day in that workout. Okay. Also, while I'm on the subject of stretching, let's talk a little bit about static versus dynamic stretching static stretching is when we're holding positions for X amount of time. So you're holding that hamstring stretch for 30 seconds seconds, or that um, piriformis stretch for 60 seconds. That is more static stretching. And that's something you want to do at the end of your exercise. Your muscles are warm, blood is flowing. Now we want to hold these positions and lengthen into that for a little bit longer. Okay. Now, when it comes to the other one, the dynamic one, think about jumping jacks, high knees, that kind of stuff, just things where your body is still moving. That is a good way to Start prepping your body for the movement. So if you don't right now have a specific like mobility or movement routine for you, then definitely make sure that some type of dynamic stretching is at the beginning of your movement. All right. Prime example. So uh, the other day I went and I took a class of Orange Theory and I knew that we were about to run a mile on the treadmill. Um, for those of you who've been following along for me for a while, I'm in my own rehab process of my heel. And I've, I've been working through that, I knew, man, I'm about to spend a lot of time on this treadmill. I'm about to do a little bit of running. So let me prepare my body. I did some things to kind of stretch out my plantar fascia. I did some kind of jumps, some dynamic stuff because I knew I was about to be jumping with this run. I did some things to warm up my glute just to make sure it was ready. And then I kind of opened up my hip doing some active mobility. When I went to go run, I ran through that mile and my hip didn't die my heel didn't die yeah it felt kind of eh, afterwards but there have been times where i hop off a treadmill and i was literally limping so i was proud of myself and i prepped my body and i make sure that's something that i do even if it's only five minutes before the workout third thing use your tools okay All these tools that you have purchased, those Thera guns, those Hyperice guns, any of those percussion guns, the lacrosse balls, the foam rollers, that random thing that you bought off of Instagram that day because it said it's supposed to be the best thing to solve X. This is the perfect time for you to be using those tools, all right? What I want you to focus on is the areas that you're feeling any tightness, any soreness. You want to work through those areas, get some blood flow going, get some of that lactic acid moving. Something that you may notice, and I ran into this issue last week with a patient, is that she came in and she was in so much pain and tightness thinking that something was wrong. But it's because she had not been moving for a while. And then she went into training with her personal trainer for at least, I think, four times a week. And it had been two weeks into the year. She had been killing it, doing great. And when she walked in, she was grabbing her pecs. They were so tight. What she was experiencing was DOMS, and that stands for Delayed Onset Muscle Soreness. Some of you can probably resonate with that, meaning that you probably went from 0 to 100, or even 0 to 50, and you start to notice this crazy soreness and tightness that is just possibly even painful. That is just this lactic acid buildup. And one way to help with that is to make sure that you are using these tools to kind of get stuff moving through that body. All right. I'm just going to go ahead and roll into that fourth thing, which is drink more water. Now, that was also something that I told her to do. Not only do we need to use some things to get some more lactic acid moving, I also suggested her getting some heat so she had access to a sauna or a hot tub. So making sure that was a part of her recovery routine and then make sure that she upped her water intake. With all the exercises that the movement that you are doing, you are breaking down your muscles, which is what it's supposed to do to build them back up. We want to make sure that they are hydrated and ready to go and ready to recover. and bounce back for whatever you want to do the next day, okay? That's super important, super important. So drink more water, increase that uptake. And the fifth and last thing, but certainly not least, is go for a walk, all right? Does not have to be long, does not have to be strenuous. I want it to realistically fit into your schedule, I have a patient who's an attorney. She is working with me as she's recovering from her lack, her low back pain. Doing freaking great. We're working on other stuff now. She typically works between eight to ten hour days. She has a standing desk. We at the beginning had to work on her remembering to use that standing desk, so we we tackled that obstacle, and now we have movement timers for her to walk and get away from her desk. Now, she's actually moved on to like that walking pad life because during what those movement timers, when she went for those walks, she preferred short. 15 minute walks and she did it two maybe three times a day and it works perfectly for her and it fit into her schedule allow her to reset allow her to kind of reset for her whatever next task she had coming on the next brief maybe she had to address so that was what fit into her schedules and worked for her I have another patient who prefers long 45 minute walks alright sometimes she takes those walks on her call so they're walking walk and talk sometimes when she's having a being um, like an in person meeting they'll go for a walk so <clears throat> if you don't have time to stop in between the day to take that long 45 minute walk, maybe, you know, you have that zoom call where you don't necessarily have to be on camera, or maybe you don't really care if you're on camera, but you know you don't really have to talk that much, participate, be in front of your computer. Maybe you decide to take that call on a walk. And that is definitely a way that you can get that long 30 or 45 minute walk in. Okay. So just to recap, the first thing we talked about was hot and cold therapy. All right, the second thing was stretching, and that's specifically for you. The third thing is use those tools that you bought. You have them in that corner, grab them, and use them to help get more blood flow moving, get that lactic acid buildup moving. Fourth thing, drink more water, all right? And fifth and final thing is go for a walk, all right? Now, like I said, these are in no particular order. I want to make sure that you at least take one of these, add it into your movement routine. Do it once a day for the next seven days and see how your body feels. It's all about building a habit. So don't try to do all five. You start with one. Once that feels good, then we can build on that and we can stack that. All right. As always, I hope that you're finding this super valuable. I hope you find this episode super valuable. Thanks for tuning into our first episode of the new year for 2024. We have some exciting things coming up on the podcast where I have a lot more guests coming in. Some people that I'm grateful to call friends who we have built relationships within the Sacramento community. And I'm just so excited to share them with you and for them to share their expertise with you. So follow along for that. We'll talk soon.